Welcome to Through the Looking Glass. This podcast takes a look of how our perceptions of ourselves and the world around us impacts how we relate to one another. The goal is to use the looking glass theory as a foundation while we discuss societal, cultural, and mental health concepts that allow us to build authentic relationships as we become our authentic self, attracting the connections meant for us. But first, we want you to remember... At times, mental health concepts will be discussed. The information provided during the Through the Looking Glass podcast, blog, and discussion forums are for informational purposes only, designed for the general education of the consumer. It is not, nor is it intended to be, a substitute for professional mental health diagnosis or therapy. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified mental health providers with any questions you may have regarding a mental health condition. With that said, let's begin. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Hi, Nicole. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good. So we are waiting for Jackie, but because we are ready to go, when Jackie pops in, she can just go ahead and jump on in the conversation. Um, okay. But yeah, tonight's going to be about the females. No males are going to be in this conversation. So <laughs> okay. I'm excited to see what information that we can pull up um, within the podcast. And for the listeners who are going to be listening, um, if, it's, if you're a female, um, some of the stuff you're probably very, very familiar with and aware of, if you're a guy listening, you might be getting um, tapped into some um, inside information. So, hey, we'll see what happens. Um, the topic we're discussing today is, is accountability and what that looks like in a relationship and not just accountability for the partner, but your own accountability as well and how to address things when something happens and you have somebody has to be held accountable, either you or the other person or even holding yourself accountable and what all that looks like within the dynamic of a relationship. Hey, hey. Hello, hello. Hey, Jackie. So we got Jackie on now. So we are all good to go. So I'm just, again, for any, um, for the callers, this is a round table. It's going to be just females this podcast episode. Um, we are going to be talking about accountability and what that looks like within relationships. And we have no script. We're just going to be talking um, about our own experiences and what that looks like in our own lives and what we've Mm -hmm. experienced and how that helps with everybody else. So I'm going to throw the question. Oh, we have. Sorry, I'm about to make make my way to the car because there's loud churn up in (laughs) here. No problem. Hey, we're mom, mom. My, My kids don't even know I exist anymore unless they're hungry or something's wrong with the internet. So <laughs> I, I miss those days. Yeah, my kids are like, who are you? Oh yeah, you feed us. Um, so while Jackie makes her way out to, to, to the car, we're gonna, I'm gonna throw the question over to um, Nicole first. Like, so when we hear the term accountable or when you hear the term accountability, what comes to mind for you? Uh, for me, when I need accountability, whether it be in a relationship, non-romantic, like with my children or family members or friends, um, accountability is, um, communicating the knowledge 
that you understand the effect of your behavior, of your words, of your lack of activity or engagement, something like that. So that way I know moving forward that you are aware and we can progress. And if you choose not to, then we regress. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Right. And in the, um, not Nicole, Jackie, what does that term, when you think about um, accountability, what does that mean to you? Oh, do we lose Jackie? Okay, while we're waiting for Jackie to come back, I'm going to go ahead and just respond um, kind of from my standpoint. My challenge comes in when I have to hold myself accountable. Mm. I, I, holding somebody else accountable or, gosh, this is going to make me sound like a not so good person, but holding somebody else accountable or looking at a behavior and saying, hey, um, nah, I don't like this. Or, hey, why are you doing this? We had a discussion. We're not going to do this or whatever. That's something that's really easy for me to identify. Now, holding myself accountable in the sense of accepting behaviors that that are repeating or accepting um, situations that you know for yourself you don't want to participate in, but you still participate in, holding myself accountable to that is where I fall short. Mm, that makes sense. Uh, when it when for me, when it comes to self accountability, it's so weird. I always put the goal out in front. So, for example, if the goal is to lose weight, I'm going to hold myself accountable. Like, okay, if I eat the entire cake, then you're just accepting uh, your current weight. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the case is and so by literally by putting it in my mouth I'm like oh man I'm not accepting it and then I'll put it down yeah so sense. it sounds like you have there's a the level of having the willpower so willpower kind of goes with accountability correct yep so um hmm. so when we talk about willpower within a relationship what does that look like because I've never thought about pairing those two words together like having a willpower within a relationship. This just, this is so perfect. Okay. So <clears throat> accountability, you know, is the knowledge that, you know, so if I say, uh, for example, my love language is quality time and you choose not to spend any quality time and to bring it to your attention, I say, it makes me feel one, two, three, when we don't spend any quality time and then moving forward, the progressive part that we're making progress is <clears throat> the willpower to say, okay, Nicole feels good when we spend quality time. So I'm going to make it a point to have to spend quality time with her versus, eh, I know that she does that. She values quality time. Eh, I'm not going to make that a priority or important and keep it pushing. So the willpower is to understand the lesson like the lesson is she feels some kind of way when you don't spend time and the willpower is to say like oh I do want to spend quality time because I want her to feel some kind of way okay so the willpower in that example is is, is falling on the recipient of the conversation right like I need to make these choice uh, these these behavior changes if the relationship is valued if it's not valued then it you know it yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. 
Jackie, are you back? I'm back. Can you hear me? Hey, hey. yep, loud okay. and clear. <laughs> I'm hiding in my yep. car, so. <laughs> me too. Hey, I, I do that on a regular, let me tell you. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I was going to throw, I asked earlier, you know, what is your definition of accountability? So I'm going to ask you, Jackie, like when you think of the term accountability, what comes to mind for you? I mean, just in general, like, it kind of goes back to that old phrase we used to always say, you know, like, my word is bond. Like, if you say that you're going to do something, um, you know, following through with it. And um, just to kind of piggyback on what you said earlier, I think I find I'm more, I guess, hmm, I have more difficulty holding myself accountable, like, than others. And I think I tend to be harder on myself and just that's that's where I definitely fall short as far as when it comes to accountability. And I know when um, when people don't take accountability for you know their actions, I mean that's a huge um, a huge letdown, and it's a, it's kind of like a trigger almost. Absolutely, I I agree with that one hundred and ten percent. That for me, and I'm not sure what wound in that attaches to. But even, even when I don't, when I, like you said, it's harder for me to hold myself accountable than it is to hold others accountable. Mm-hmm. So when I see it in other people, but then when I'm like, well, if I'm allowing something to happen, even though I said I wasn't going to, then the fault falls to me. Right. But then I'm triggered because this person is doing behaviors that, we talked about or were talked about and you're like, okay, what do I do with this? And, and I guess I'm throwing that back out to you all in one sense, it's holding yourself accountable to say, okay, I'm not going to engage within this experience. Right. Because I said Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to, but then you do it anyway. So that's not holding yourself accountable. So, is that, Nicole, when you talk about willpower, kind of an example of saying, okay, well, apparently the willpower wasn't strong enough because you participated in an activity that you said you weren't going to do in the first place. Absolutely. And that's where it also applies, like the self-accountability, <clears throat> um, why and how I don't have any relatings with any exes, because like I literally will delete and block I have no reason to communicate with you um so my willpower is to delete block can you help me with that please I I still get it too I still get it too Jackie I think it's my Aquarius Venus like I still get text messages from exes from 5 10 15 Mm -hmm. 20 years on my birthday and I'm like dude I don't even remember when your birthday was but thanks (laughs) You know, it's like, so, well, so that's where the willpower, that's where the willpower comes in because I genuinely think that I'm injuring myself by continuing to communicate with these people. So that's where I, you know, like in my mind, I have it set that if I communicate with you, it's like, I'm stabbing myself. Why would I do that? So therefore that there's no communication. Could it be, this is my Aquavenus talking now. (laughs) So, (laughs) Like I, I, I get the whole like as soon as the breakup happens, I can't I can't engage because I have to get out of those intimate feelings. Mm-hmm. But then because 
I don't mm-hmm. go into a relationship unless there's a friendship base that once the intimate feeling stuff has resolved, then I can still interact as a friend. Now that could be issue. That can be an issue when you go into a new relationship. I can definitely see how that's an issue, but here's where I'm a hypocrite. Like <laughs> I do it. I do it all the time, but let me find out the person I'm in the relationships doing it. I'm gonna have a problem. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So what do we do with that? Is that not being held accountable? I don't know. On your, I mean, on your end, that's, you know, you're putting an expectation out there that you're not doing. So then moving forward, you would, you know, apply that same expectation to yourself first and then communicate it to your partner. Hmm. That's so interesting. So, and it's like, you know, accountability and like boundaries go hand in hand and just, you know, establishing those boundaries and putting Mm -hmm. them in place. But first, I guess, identifying them. Yeah, absolutely. I have a question for you, ladies. Um, because I have been swimming on the internet relationship <laughs> pools. And do you all think that the um, holding somebody accountable or proving the point is more of a woman thing or a man Ooh, thing? That's a good question. Oh, if we look at the masculine feminine energy concept, I would feel it's more of a masculine mm-hmm. energy because it's more direct. It's more kind of this needs to be this way and structured versus a feminine energy is more receptive and more right. fluid. Right. So we don't really look mm-hmm. at proving a point more as how it makes us feel. And then also how it feels when that accountability is not there. So it kind of works both ways, like that feeling of hey, I need you to understand one, two, three is also kind of a feminine way. However, I think where we get into trouble is we don't stay in that feminine to communicate. Mm -hmm. Then we transfer to masculine and that's when the analyzing comes in and the the 007 detective work. (laughs) Flipping table. Where you pull out the receipts. In 2009, you said on March 13th, you know, so definitely I think we transfer into the masculine and I honestly think that that's where the masculine side has the issue um what I have been hearing is masculines want to think forward so like if you're feminine and you want to talk to a masculine about a particular issue like let's say um you send them to the to McDonald's to get a hamburger and fries they forget the fries now we would want to say but you forgot my fries go back to the store get my fries blah 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 they will receive it better if we talk in future saying you know really I don't know I would be I would love you so much more if you included the fries um the next time you go to McDonald's and then the masculine feels like oh okay I want my girl to feel prideful so I'm going to go ahead and get her the fries versus you forgot my fries go back to the store and get my fries and see a chick like me is like screw it I'll do it myself I should have did it the first time (laughs) and that's where I have issues because I have had to stay or or play the masculine um energy so much because Mm -hmm. being a single parent um just being in relationships where I did not feel safe or or heard or or seen we kind of put on that masculine um, mask because Absolutely. we need to protect ourselves 
So it's really hard to transition back. Like for that example, you were saying in, in the verbiage that you said to say, like, I literally was getting sick to my stomach. Like I, I really have to slow down and be like, hmm, how do I make myself sound? Hey, can next time, can you don't forget mm-hmm. the fries, please? And that's what the lessons that have been coming up and why we as women, well, first of all, in order for specifically women to fall into their feminine, they do need to feel safe. And now if you right. recount in your life, the amount of times that you were able to relax and feel safe, that tells you how many times that you were able to lean into your feminine. Now, I don't know about you, Jackie, but Michelle and I definitely spent the majority of our time maneuvering in the masculine. And Mm -hmm. so we literally (laughs) don't have knowledge of how to do that, like learning to fall into the feminine. Happening is men are looking for the feminine, (laughs) And we are maneuvering in our masculine. Well, yeah, see, I'm, I'm kind of in that. Safety. I'm kind of in that phase now because when I got out of the. Uh oh, we lost you, Jackie. We lost you. Where'd you go? My there you mouth go. closed for some reason. Um, <laughs> but when I got out of the relationship with my son's father, um, I went from because it was such a, I guess, toxic situation. I went from being, you know, very feminine to very aggressive because. It was an aggressive situation. And so it was like I had to relearn. So I spent these past couple of years kind of relearning to to be more feminine, to not be so aggressive and, you know, just the heightened tension. And now that my phone keeps closing, um, but now that I'm, <laughs> I'm ready to kind of like put myself back out there, you know, being a single mom, you're so just used to doing it all anyway it's it's yeah I'm, I'm in that same yes. boat I agree exactly. it's really hard to um one I find it hard to um allow allow like I don't know how to need you know what mm-hmm. I mean and verbalize it like I need and then allow a masculine to fulfill that need that's a challenge and then also because we are so hung up on the accountability wrapping my mind around like what they said in 2009 doesn't matter. What matters is moving forward and future behavior. That's where I'm like, right. okay. That's a challenge. And that's a challenge <laughs> because you you sit here and then, you know, in the mental health aspect, uh, it, it, the whole uh, methodology, well, not methodology, but the, the foundation of future behavior is be- best determined by past behavior, right? And if this person has if, if somebody that, you know, knows that change is needed, but has not done the work to do the change. When they're stressed, they revert back to what they know. And even allowing myself to fall into the feminine, because previous relationship I was in, there were moments where I did feel safe, that I felt that Mm -hmm. this person was physically able to protect me. This person was intellectually able to protect me. So in those areas, I felt safe enough to attempt to put my my toe in the femininity right but then Mm -hmm. right when I felt not safe emotionally the walls go back up right and it's Mm -hmm. like okay see I tried it and this is what happened (laughs) I I because you said the mental health piece I do want to put the caveat of all of these things that I'm talking about as far as falling into your 
femininity. This is already after you have vetted them to be a healthy uh, potential partner. Like gotcha. this is not a toxic situation. This is when, you know, you have done your vetting, you're dating, you're talking to where now you feel okay allowing some feminine traits to, to uh, rise to the top. So what happens when we're looking at, okay, accountability. And we did, we said that, you know, that's more of a masculine thing to identify when somebody needs to be, be held accountable. So does that mean as the females who are, who are acting within the feminine role, when a behavior happens, what are, what do you do with that? Do you just say, okay, it's happening again. And now it's my decision if I want to play in this scenario or not, or do you say something? Um, it, you do say something to address it. However, you say it in a feminine manner, not nagging or not. Mm -hmm. It's all in the presentation and you can say, you know, how it feels, but the masculine thinking mind is thinking there's a problem. How can I fix it? So you would, we as women together, we would focus on, he did this and he did that and blah 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 to when you're talking to your man forward thinking you think future like you know, like I said you know next time bring me the french fries and all will be well that's where they're going to focus on problem solving versus dwelling on the problem and proving the point if they're actually wanting to do it right and, that, and that's, right. That, that's the big piece is even if you have the conversation in a way that's non-confrontational, it's really up to the other individual if they're going to hold themselves accountable, right? Because I mean, we can say this, that, and the other, this is how this made me feel moving forward. But at the end of the day, it's gonna be up to that individual if they're going to wanna do anything about that. Well, if they're wanting, and see, that's where it comes to the, uh, you know, you've already done your vetting for, a positive relationship experience if they want a positive relationship experience then they'll act accordingly meaning correct the behavior in the future and that's a question for both of y'all what do you feel is an appropriate time for the vetting quote unquote of an individual in a relationship what what does that look like kind of like you mean like time lapse wise like yeah like when you're getting to know somebody in the in, in you know, how they act and interact and when you hit conflict how do they resolve resolve conflict how do they like what is the proper time when we talk about vetting to make sure that the individuals that we interact with are worth moving forward that's a good one um for me like i think talking to somebody for at least a month because you know we all are 007 and we strategically <laughs> know how to answer these ask these questions you know and we will do our research as far as like do you have a record Am I and our girls would do the research as well <laughs> yes. Right. yes exactly facebook stock I mean, we literally right. have a whole team exactly <laughs> so as far as like you know and that to me it is if you are talking more than uh, via text and uh, and if you're having phone conversations like that should be enough time um, now when I swim in these rooms what happens is there's the initial meeting and then there's some talking to see if there's attraction 
and you do some form of vetting before you actually meet in person. And then that's like another assessment of chemistry to see right. do you continue or not. And so all this happens within the first, well, <laughs> all this happens within the first month and all of this was pre-COVID. So, And what about the things. situations where you know that it's not something that's online, but you know the person like in real life? Hmm. It to, to me, it depends on how much time and conversation you're having. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're, you know, you're literally talking to this person once a week, that's definitely not enough time to, you know, ask the necessary questions. Part of this definitely is um, for ourselves as women dating, we need to figure out one, what we want. And then two, what are our deal breakers? And so those are the things that come out when we are dating um, to, to decide if we're moving forward or not. So thinking, okay. And then when does, okay, we use the term dating. So how do you even know when you have, <laughs> this, and this might be an issue for me. Y'all, y'all might hear this question and be like, what the hell? This might be just my <laughs> issue. <laughs> so I'll be very transparent because I suck at labels. So how do you understand when you were like dating and then you fall into, you're like, oh, hell, this is a relationship. Where is, wh- how does that happen? Like, is there, is there, is there supposed to be yeah. a conversation or is it like, okay, we're done dating. So now it's a relationship. Like, cause I don't know. Like I have literally, I have literally never sat down and said, okay, this is a relationship right now. It's kind of like, Hey guy. so is is that normal or is that just me (laughs) okay so here's where the the spotlight comes on us um is that normal no but it is normal to us because we've been maneuvering in our masculine for so long in the ideal world the masculine is supposed to lead not only that conversation but the relationship Right, and identify. And we need to be able to fall back to follow, even when we're not (laughs) engaging. Then we know. And so, in what what happens is by us just going along with the flow, we're following their lead, and so we're not respecting what we want or our boundaries. Ooh, Ooh, that's good. Yes. Yes. Yep. Because that's kind of what happens. It's like, oh, we're in a relationship. I don't even. I didn't. How did this happen? Or even when I was more un- when I was more in the space of not being so healed and doing the work, mm-hmm. that was my that was always my out. And I- I've spoken about that in my podcast on the other side, um, where I just never had labels because that was always my way to that was always my exit. So right. I can always say we were never anything in the first place. So <laughs> we never. <laughs> what so- is this? So now moving forward now, okay. So I'm assuming we all want a masculine male. Um, we want uh, somebody that will take the lead. Cause you know, we don't always want to be the leader. If we go to work and we're the leader, we don't want to be at home and be the leader right. Too, right. to me. So when we are presenting for a dating situation, we know our deal is you need to be a leader. So if, I'm being approached by a gentleman and he displays behaviors that's not leadership like why would I continue to date that person Ooh, true it's almost like if I know I don't like people that wear blue shirts and this guy shows up to the date with blue shirt I'm like yeah no this isn't gonna work so that's how 
how um, but where do we give because- where do we give some grace because I know for me I'm not a video chatter I can't stand it like I cannot oh. stand it but w- interacting with somebody who does do video chatting I've I've kind of lessened my stance on it and I'm like okay I can hit a middle ground and, and kind of also in personality types where I'm a much more introverted type of person so having you know dealing with somebody who could be more extroverted can be a challenge because it's just personality types that I'm not used to um but so so when we're talking about deal breaker how do we know it's not just somebody's personality is different other than yours I mean obviously toxic and abusive anybody listening we're not talking about abuse abuse is a deal breaker so just anybody listening but things that are just different from what you are used to so one okay so two things um this is where it's imperative that we come up with our boundaries and mm-hmm. our wants and our needs. Like Michelle, you have to come, come up within yourself of, can I truly date an extrovert person? Um, and then once you come up with your, you know, core values that you, that must be presented in this person, um, the, when we choose to deviate is when and how we get ourselves in trouble. Because it's like, well, it, oh, it's not that bad. Or like, well, it's not technically a blue shirt. It's a teal shirt. <laughs> like, I, you need to get to the concrete. Like, no, no blue shirts. That's not what I'm accepting. It's almost right. like no married men. Well, he's kind of married, but he's not. You know what I mean? Like those sorts of right. things. Like you put the concrete down of what your standard is. And then once you bump up against that standard, that's your message to yourself to leave this situation is not what I'm wanting as opposed to continuing on and um, getting emotionally invested. Right. Yep. Or, you know, you're in it for a year later and you're like, how did this happen? I don't, I mean, now, now I'm wearing blue shirts. What the heck? (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, just for the record, I'm I'm cool with extroverts. I don't want any extrovert people listening to come, come for me. Do not come for me. I'm good. No good. And you can be introvert and like to date extrovert. I was just, it's a balance. It balances out Mm -hmm. because let me tell you, I've dated, I've been with introverts for years and that relationship was very quiet and very uh, <laughs> just kind of sat there. <laughs> I mean, it, it worked for us, but like we literally just kind of would be like hours would pass. We have read books side by side. We have been on the computer, been on the phones, listened to each other breathe. So yeah, the <laughs> the extra version energy balances it out like I'm like Mm -hmm. oh I kind of like this oh this is funny Mm -hmm. oh it doesn't bother me when so and so does blah 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 so yeah yeah, I don't want any of the extroverts coming for me I'm good but um (laughs) I was just using that as an example of for me drug use drug use is a a deal breaker and I just and, and then smoking I'm not not really vibe. I can't vibe with a smoker. Not saying like anybody who smokes. Hey, that's 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 what you want to do. That's what you want to do. I just that's a challenge for me. Um, one of my exes was in the process of trying to quit, and I know every time he would go out to smoke, it would 
it would do something to me because I'm like, you're hurting yourself. So the my concern for you hurting yourself would come across as nagging. And that's not what the intent was. So it was just a difficult thing to maneuver. So I've chosen to say, okay, okay, if you're smoking, if you smoke, yeah. Uh, So that would be a deal breaker. So if you went on a date or you were talking to this person on the phone and they lit up a cigarette. Yeah. That's definitely something that you would say, "Mm, yeah, I don't think this is going to work. You know, you're not going to quit smoking because I said so. And I'm not going to ride in a car as you're smoking a cigarette. And then, you're you know, killing me. Right. <laughs> exactly. So that would be, but that would be one of the things that's concrete as opposed to like, well, he only smoked one cigarette. And then a year later, you know, it's like, man, he smoked a pack of cigarettes a day. I can't handle it. And, or, and it's not fair to the other individual as when yes. in the beginning you right. accepted it because you were you were liking me in the whole, you know, honeymoon phase, you were liking me and everything else, but now we're deep into the relationship and now you got a, got a problem. And it's right. like, I haven't changed who I was. I I was doing the same stuff I was in the beginning that I'm doing now, but now you have the problem. And I'm going to ask Jackie, um, what are, what, are, what would be, you know, smoking was my thing and um, drug use was something for me, but free, free, and obviously abuse, abuse, obviously. But right. what would be a, deal breaker for you um definitely if they're a parent but not not an active parent in their child's life like Mm, good one yeah can't deal with that that speaks to character it does because like right now you know my son doesn't have a father his father's not active and i just i can't imagine dating somebody who is not trying to be an active when you say active, what, what, what does that look like to you? So for our listeners, because we might have some males who might be listening to try to get some inside information. So when we say the term active, what does active, an active parent look like? I mean, to me, like, I know there's some people who have like baby mama drama where no matter what you do, you're not going to satisfy your baby mama and she's going to keep your child from you. Like I know there's those stereotypes, but just making the effort to be a part of your child's you know, daily life, supporting them, not, not only fan- financially, but emotionally, you know, mentally, everything, you know, just, I couldn't imagine, like, n- going a day without talking to my child. Yeah. You know, and if that's, someone doesn't feel the same way about their child, then that's definitely, you know, a deal breaker for me. Yeah. And that was another thing, you know, when we were talking about boundaries, um, and, And that's one thing I struggle with is setting those, but it's so important because, you know, if you don't set those boundaries and stand by them, if you start, oh, well, it just happened once, you know, if you don't stand Mm -hmm. for something, you'll fall for anything. And then before you know it, it's going to be so much easier to look the other way the next time. And then before you know, it snowballed and troll because you went, you know, you, you didn't, you weren't accountable, accountable for your own boundaries that you set. And that's where the challenge is, right? The, that self, self accountable, accountability. Yes. And it's like, yeah, where do you, is it an, is it a, okay, you violated this boundary the first time you do it, you're out the door or is there a grace period or does it, it doesn't matter what the offense is. Um, it, or is it like, 
extremely black and white? Are there any shades of gray when we're talking about the accountability inside the relationship? Like, what does that look like? Like, so, okay, I accidentally forgot to, I didn't return the text message um, or I left you on red for, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, where? Well, so I'm that's not where, speaking that's... about myself. I don't, I'm, let me tell <laughs> you about this. a teachable <laughs> moment. Like, you know, people make mistakes. You know, we all do, but if it's something, you know, like a teachable moment, like, hey, just so you know, when that thing happens, this is, this is what triggers, this is how I react. This is a trigger for me. But like recently I joined a dating app and I started vibing with this one guy and it, it just, it seemed too good to be true. Like we like the Boy, same that's thing. When they get you, right? When yes. it seems too good to be true, man, look. And I'm, you know. <laughs> you can call me and I'm going to look at you calling me and I'm going to wait till it goes to voicemail. Like (laughs) it was the point where I actually enjoyed talking to him on the phone and um, he wanted to meet like after a week and part of me wanted to jump in and like, yeah, this is going great. Let me go meet this guy. But then another part was like, you know, not something, you know, maybe you should wait. And all I did was just say, you know, I'd like to, but I really think that's moving a little too quickly for me. He like flipped out. Are you serious? Like, accused me of catfishing him. And oh. I'm like, listen, if I was catfishing you, I'd send you a picture of um it wouldn't be an overweight 40-year-old, okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, seriously. I would not pick that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you you got to be kidding me. I was like, at that point when I saw how quickly his demeanor changed, mm-hmm. it was I completely shut it down. I just asked him, Do you not no longer contact me? And I, I blocked him. That's awesome. And, and I tell people, That's- okay, because I work, I work in the field of um, abuse and trauma. Right. And I tell people all the time, when your gut is telling you something, mm-hmm. it's telling you something for a reason. I call it your stomach mind, your gut mind. Right. And, and like you said, you were like, something felt like I needed to slow it down. Your gut mind was picking something up. Right. And it's so awesome that you respected that feeling within yourself because so many times and so many clients I've worked with will ignore those feelings and proceed into this. And then we have the point where we cross emotional investment line. There's like a line of emotionally invested. Once that line is crossed, it's so difficult. It's so difficult to come out of it. Right. You're absolutely right. So it's kind of like trying to get all that stuff in the front end, like um, Nicole was saying earlier, like vetting and everything you possibly can on the front end. But sometimes some things don't pop up until later. That's right. I was like, oof, no, sir, not doing this. No, (laughs) no. Yeah, no. And then what happens when... That was a perfect example of a boundary being bumped up against and you were like, I'm done. That's exactly how it's supposed to work out once we figure out what our deal breakers are and then what we want and staying and holding yourself accountable and it might be jackie would not have done that like old jackie would have just gone Gone with the seat of her pants like let's let's meet and then yeah so i was was really kind of proud of myself i'm like all right come on we got i've been reading about boundaries well we're proud of you too toxic Mm -hmm. relationship like we've got kids you have to yes you know you have to Oh, that was another thing that I was going to share when it comes to, uh, to accountability. Um, I also use my kids when it comes to the willpower. Like, what am I teaching them if yes. I do one, two, three? And I, I um, probably 
took it overboard with the, you know, I'm not going to do this because of them. I'm not going to do this. Well, now that they're grown, I'm like, whoa, I literally can do whatever. (laughs) (laughs) So now it's like really getting to the crux of who Nicole is, what she does and doesn't want, you know, the boundaries, the deal breakers, all of that. Right. Right. And it's, it's, it's having that conversation, uh, like an honest conversation about, you know, what some boundaries are created because of the way behaviors make you feel, be it that if it's a trigger, be it that I know for me, lack of responsiveness triggers the hell out of me. And I know, I know it's attached to something, but even though I'm, I'm trying to do the work for that, it still needs to be known that if being ignored or having no response given, like that's not going to work for my personality type. It might work for other people. You know what I'm saying? It might work for other people, but I'm very, we're busy people. I'm a very busy person. If I take, right. if I've taken the time out of my day to interact with you, to talk with you, to text you, to call you, and we're and, and and this is a relationship, then there needs to be some back and forth. And that was an issue I had in the pre my previous relationship where I'm like, are you kidding me? I text you like two days ago. Like that's yeah. not cool for me. That might work for other people, but for me, this is not working. <laughs> so so there's a few things when it comes to that. Um, and now I'm putting my EI hat on and the root of that um, communication is, well, do you know the root of why the lack of communication bothers you? Well, actually I do because one of my clients told me, and and it's so funny (laughs) because when I'm doing therapy with my clients, I learned a lot from them too. And Mm -hmm. she had the same situation and she said, but you know why it bothers me? It's not because I'm not getting a response. It's a form of rejection. I'm like, and that's my wound abandonment and rejection yes. are two wounds that I have and you and your lack of response or being ignored is a form of rejection to me. And that's why I don't Correct. do it. Okay. So perfect. So now let's say you are getting in, in a situation and you're trying to figure out, um, is that a deal breaker for you? Lack, you know, for a fact that lack of communication is, um, is a boundary. However, everybody's definition of lack of communication isn't the same. Right. So that's where a conversation of you expressing, you know, lack of communication, like what does communication look like? Is it me text you if you're in a meeting or me give you my schedule so that way you know I'm in a meeting Mm-mm. or, you know, can I send you the automatic, <laughs> I'll call you right back so you're getting acknowledgement. Like it's definitely within each relationship because that can be, you know, within a friend relationship or a family relationship or a romantic relationship, the communicating of the definition of what it is. Like we need to define love. We need to define communication. We need to define relationship. We need to define commitment. Like, what does that look like to you? And what behaviors are okay and what aren't between, and like, I remember even in the previous, and both of you know what the previous relationship was, (laughs) but I remember (laughs) even in that relationship of Nicole, you would always tell me, you know, you need to build y'all's relationship. That's y'all's relationship, not using other people's identification and terminology. So it got to the point where 
I was like, okay, we had to compromise. I'm like, hey, just give me a freaking thumbs up. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> give right. me that, like you got it. Don't freaking read my crap. And then I like, I'm not even worth you giving me a thumbs up. Like that would be, that would not, that's not cool. And, but then well, there's relationships where people are, they don't care. And uh, but if you see, are that's listening where... to them, that's awesome. I'm not that person. <laughs> Then, so that's what that's what's happening is within the relationship communities. If that type of thing keeps happening to where it's uncomfortable, you know this uncomfortability is going to continue. So that's where you pull yourself out of the situation. Like you know, yeah, that's not going to work. I'm doing what's best for me. I'm not going to continue to have this lack of communication. I'm out. Right. And there's a question for both of you. How long is too long to take or be in the uncomfortable space? How long is too long? Um, honestly, because I've been in an uncomfortable relationship for a really long time, I, I think my um, my flight level is, is really thin right now. <laughs> because I don't want to be uncomfortable because I know I don't have to be. There's somebody else out there that can probably <clears throat> communicate better or love me better or right. have a better understanding of what I need to be able to meet my needs. Because if I'm going through the effort to be quote unquote feminine, what would I like? What am I getting? Right. More frustration, more uncomfortability. No, thanks. I'll, I'll figure it out. So you, are you else. talking about a couple days, a couple hours, minutes? <laughs> Well, people have kept me in it longer than I want to be in it. Like, you know, like my friends, like, well, it's not that bad. And I'm like, wait a minute, this sucks. I, this is uncomfortable. Um, so, and it depends, to me, it depends on, you know, have I known this person or are we just dating? I would think maybe a month max. Okay. For like, okay, week one, cool. You don't know that I don't like that. Got it. Week two, hmm, that's weird. You're still doing it. Week three, I'm saying something. And week right. four, you're keeping it up? Yeah, no thanks. Right. And how about you, Jackie? How, how long is too long to be uncomfortable? I think when it gets to the point where, um, I mean, it noticeably changes your typical you, your typical self. Like when people start to notice like something's different or it starts to affect other areas of your life. Like, where you, you know, like I may find myself more irritable at work or, you know, something like that, or more irritable, you know, when my child's nagging at me or something, but then should you even let it get to that point is the other thing too. So I really like about what Nicole says, you know, just giving those options and if, you know, keep trying, if it's getting worse and they're not making any effort to correct it, I mean. So there has to be some effort being made. So yes, definitely. Okay. Agreed. And how do Here's we know another... that it's not being hypersensitive? Because I'm a Pisces mm-hmm. and we tend to have feels like <laughs> feels like feels. And so how do we know when it's not okay, this is a violation of a boundary or is it uh, it's a full moon and I'm emotional? Like how do we not know? And yeah, I know there's some listeners like, no, she really just didn't say that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> The full moon makes me emotional. Yes. So how do <laughs> how do we know it's not just being hyper emotional versus oh no he didn't type I of think that's where you can you know 
you have your typical tribe that you can, you know, bounce certain things off. You know, I think if you have someone that you can trust that you can talk with, you're like, listen, you know, am I being a little oversensitive right now? Like someone that you trust your tribe, you know, that you can talk to about it. That's true. That's true. Um, so for you me. ladies have been for me and my brother's a big one because my brother gives that masculine a viewpoint and I will run stuff by him and he's like Michelle you're tripping and I'm like oh okay that's what this is no but it's just it's just good to because I trust him but also because he can speak to me from that masculine viewpoint right and sometimes he'll bring stuff back to me where he's like you know this is hitting into your area or your issue with control and you're causing more of a headache for the situation because it's something where you're not able to control. And I, right. I'm very aware that I have an issue with control. I'm working on that. I am a work in progress. So you're absolutely right. Like throwing stuff off of other people can kind of keep us in the realm of, no, you're kind of being a little bit emotional or no, like you're absolutely right to feel that way. For me, and Michelle, you and I have talked about this. I'm learning to practice the pause, practice and then the pause. you know, so I can assess what what am I feeling, and why am I feeling this, and is this person really doing this? Is this my perception? Am I am I feeding my own stories? And then I find it easier to have that discussion either with myself or with the other party. Um, then I can better assess moving forward or not. I feel like I at least have to give the other person a conversation of this is how it made me feel or this is what I how I received this information that way they can at, at least say something. Right. Some type of acknowledgement, some type of behavior change, something. And before we wrap it up cuz we're about to hit 50 minutes here, mm -hmm. but it just I want to get a final um kind of viewpoint from each one of you so we were talking about accountability and how behaviors reflect accountability or lack thereof in relationships and boundaries and violations of the sort how or when do you do the final cut so not so much okay we're going to see if we're going to figure this out um this is a boundary because i know for you know i'm an infj um, if anybody doesn't know MBTI, search <laughs> INFJ door slam. It is a real thing. Um, but do, typically we are pushed to the point to do this. But when it happens, it's so cold and just so severe. It's not that it's not just I don't associate or I don't rock with that person no more. It's like that person never existed. That person is dead to me. And I don't ever like putting somebody in that space because I know my emotions literally cut off. It's a weird, it's the weirdest thing where you could feel something for one person a certain minute and then the next you don't. Right. So where do you all feel that? Okay. I've done this. We've talked about this. This continues to happen, blah, blah, blah. When is it when it's like, okay, the final cut where like Nicole says, okay, you're blocked, you're deleted and blocked. And, and I'm not talking just in the dating format. I'm talking about like, if you're in the active relationship, where do you say it's a wrap? When you're continuing to, <laughs> so for me, it, it took a lot and I'm not all the way there, but to get to know who Nicole is, to pour into Nicole, to really assess what Nicole does and doesn't like, 
So I feel like I'm standing tall with my shoulders back, head high. If your behavior or your words is affecting that, you got to go. Because I love me more than I'll ever love you. So when your behavior starts poking at, you know, making my shoulders slump forward and making me feel some type of way, that's Mm -hmm. not healthy. And I'm, no, I'm not doing that anymore. I've done it before. Good one. How about you, Jackie? I I would have to um, agree with Nicole. um, Because before, I was always that person that I would do anything possible just to make it work. Like anything short of sin almost. Mm-hmm. And would stay mm-hmm. in these horrible situations just thinking, okay, well, if this happens, then things will get better. And then that happens and it doesn't. Oh, well, if this thing happens, it will get better and it never does. But um, but recently, one of the hardest things I had to do is learn to love myself and learn to forgive myself. Mm-hmm. And, and that's still a work in progress. But I've noticed recently since I've been writing to go back into the dating field that you know, life is too short to, to accept anything lower than your standards and just making sure that you have those standards set and boundaries are so important. But again, like we had talked about before, you know, if, if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything every time Yeah, and absolutely. you'll be in that same slump. But it, it took a long time to, to get to this point and I'm still not where I want to be, but you know, I'm so much further along than I was amen so. I think that's everybody too absolutely right. self-love knowing your self-worth you know and just not giving in right because you're worth it and just I to agree. kind of piggyback on what both of you all said when when the behavior gets to the point where I start questioning myself yes and I, I, I it's 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 to the point where like my self-worth is starting to be impacted like am I not good enough when I ever, when I get to the point where I ever have to say, is it me? Am I not good enough for fill in the blank? That's a wrap. There you go. That's a wrap. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, ladies, we've been at it for about 52 minutes. So I think this is a great time to um, close it up. I am. Thank you so much for getting on here and having a ladies night. Hopefully yeah, some of the stuff we me. talked about will help some of our listeners. Yes, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I hope we can do it again. Me too. Oh, absolutely. Me too. We need to make this a, a reoccurring thing. And anybody listening, any questions or feedback you guys have from anything that we talked about today, just leave it in the comment section, and we will definitely um, discuss it and, and, and look forward to try, trying to do this um, more often, too. So you guys enjoy the rest of your evening. And, um, yeah, I have a lot to think about after this conversation. So hopefully <laughs> you guys have some stuff to think about, too. <laughs> Yes, we do. <laughs> All right. All right you ladies, guys take care. care. All right. See you you too. Have a Bye. good one. Bye. Bye.